The Rebrand Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, an I Hear Everything production. This podcast tells the stories of world-changing marketing campaigns as told by the people who build them. In each episode, you'll hear an earful of brilliance from a marketer who has brought an iconic brand to life. Ready to hear the secrets and untold stories behind the brand you love? Then sit back, relax, and get ready for the rebrand. Here's the host of the Rebrand Podcast, the CEO of the Harkey Group, Scott Harkey. All right, welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, where, as you know, we tell untold stories of world-changing brand campaigns as told by marketers in the trenches, building them every day. I'm your host and founder at the Harkey Group, Scott Harkey. And today we're going to hear about the ultimate guide to audio branding. Joining us today is David Cicerelli, who is the co-founder and CEO at Voices.com, which is a company that focuses on finding the best voice talent available in the market and make sure they get working opportunities with businesses that need voice services. Okay, today, David and I are going to discuss building an audio branding strategy. Here's my conversation with David Cicerelli, the co-founder and CEO of Voices.com. What's up, brother? Oh, awesome. Great to be here, Scott. Thanks for the invite. And I think we're gonna have a great chat. Absolutely. So I saw when this came in, I love this episode. And I I mean, just as an example, I was at a, a big franchisee meeting the other day for a major, major QSR brand. And I saw some of the stuff that rolled out. And right away, I was like, the, I think like seven out of the nine franchisees were like, what's up with that voice talent? That's horrible. Oh, the voice <laughs> is terrible. And I know we've looked at a lot of different voice talent and I mean, look at podcasting. I mean, right now, podcasting is this is all audio. You know, like we I don't even film and put the film anymore because it's it's certainly audio. I saw a great presentation by Gail Troberman, who's the CMO at iHeart, former I think number two for Microsoft marketing. She's brilliant. She, I think I saw this maybe three or four years ago, came in and had a whole like voice of sound like presentation that her and iHeart funded. I mean, millions of dollars of research all around uh, the power of audio. So I'd love to hear your take on audio, what you're seeing in the marketplace where marketers are falling short in how they're thinking about audio. I mean, there's just so many places we can go. I can, I'd love to talk about the Intel campaign, doon, 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 and, and devices. I mean, just... So you know, where are people getting it wrong? Where are you seeing the gap in the marketplace? Yeah, well, first off, brands have spent 10, 20, 30 years thinking about their visual identity. What do we look like? What's our colors? What's our logo? Then it's like, what are the words and the value prop? How do we communicate that? But the gap is often, what do we sound like? And now whole new mediums such as you described podcasting, uh, online audio ads, even live LinkedIn live or Clubhouse was huge for a while, but Twitter rooms and spaces as well too, where people can listen and interact. Some of those are even partly pre-recorded. But audio as a new medium is come to the forefront. So brands just aren't thinking about what they sound like because they often haven't needed to before. And as a consequence, I think there's a, just a lack of terminology. You know, with visual identity, it's color, space, shape. But how do you describe sound? 
And we see some really funny artistic direction, like sound more professional. Like, I think you're referring to the quality of the recording. Or they try to, brands sometimes try to apply their visual identity to the audio medium, like sound more purple. Okay, do you mean more passionate? So there's this lack of lexicon, which we've tried to help brands think about differently of how would you describe what your brand looks like. And the best way to do that is imagine if you could personify your brand, they were a person who walked into the room, what would they sound like? What would be the music that they're listening to? Are they bobbing their head to a beat? Or is it more kind of elevator music? What is the aura around them that you actually hear? And then when they speak, do they have a particular accent? Do they come from a particular region of the world? And the shortcut to all of this is actually, in our research, people want to buy from people who sound like them. That's kind of the punchline. And therefore, whatever your ICP or target persona you're trying to reach is, what they sound like in their natural habitat, wherever they are in the world, that's probably who you're brand ambassador, your audio ambassador should also be sounding like that spokesperson, be it on ads, be it on commercials, be it on explainer videos or uh, on a podcast as well too. So that's where I think they're getting it wrong and hopefully some uh, quick advice of how they could get that better in the future. That's scary. Okay. Certainly, I agree with you a lot of what you said in terms of visually, I think a lot of marketers understand what's going on. And, and I think... Uh, one thing I've learned more recently in the marketing business is words matter. And you're like, we had a whole thing with our agency. We have five different agencies in our group. And we had a whole like process in which of using the same terminology, like making sure we're all talking about marketing and marketing strategy in the same ways. And I think what the first thing I heard that was really interesting is like from a voice side of things, from an audio side, we aren't talking the same language. And in more visual communication, we maybe we've had a longer period of time where we've at least in the same ballpark of terminology. So I think that the first thing I heard there was really interesting and makes a ton of sense. The other piece of, and there was other things you said, but the other major takeaway of ultimately people want to hear kind of what they think they sound like. Yes. And so how do you do that as a brand? How do you think about that? So like I was just looking at the demographics of this show in particular recently. And of course, we have like a an intro sound and I hate it. I, I don't think I'd like, I would say like one in 10 voiceovers that I see, like I'm, I like, but I take off what I like hat a lot. And I try to coach other people to do the same thing and think about, well, what do you think the target demographic wants? And forget about your bias. Like we need to remove that as a good marketer. And so like for this show, as an example, we have a lot of high income people that listen to the show, right? 250,000 plus typically like, and there's two segments, right? There's your high end level marketing people, your VPs, your CMOs, your marketing directors that are making pretty good money, or your small business owners that do pretty well that are high level marketers, and they're 250,000 above, which that kind of blew me away. Then we have a and the age groups really heavily probably 35 to like 45. The other ones more call it like 25 to 35. And they're like above 150, but not 200. And it's skewing a little male, like maybe 60% male, which kind of bums me out. I want to change that. But so you have these kind of two audiences. Should, should I be thinking of a male voiceover? Should I be thinking of someone like that maybe sounds more sophisticated? How would I think about like voiceover in that way? And how do people who are managing other brands here, how would you think about when you have Facebook and have 25 different 35 different kind of consumer segment groups, different psychographic kind of groups, and they all can be brand fans. So 
how can you really hone in on a voice talent? That's crazy. Well, one of the shortcuts, how you use that term, is actually picking from one of these three popular vocal archetypes that represent brands. We looked at 500,000 jobs that were posted on Voices.com over the last couple of years and consolidated all of the roles, so think, and styles that were being sought after into these three vocal archetypes. The first one is the trusted narrator. So think of Morgan Freeman or Sam Elliott, maybe a David Attenborough, someone who's going to narrate a documentary. Probably it's the role of the announcer. They're authoritative, inspirational, intellectual. So that's the trusted narrator. Then we have the approachable expert. So this is kind of the guy or gal next door who's always up on the latest social trends. They have the latest gadgets. They know the sports core last night. They know what the best-selling uh, movie was over the, at box office over the weekend. So they're approachable, they're authentic, conversational, and you never feel bad asking them a question because you know you're going to get a great answer, some inside scoop back. And the last one is the international guide. This is like a Nicole Kidman or a Trevor Noah, Hugh Jackman, maybe Kate Winslet. Their role is the guide. It could be a teacher, a tour guide, a historian, a scientist, and they're charismatic, they're enchanting, maybe mysterious. They might fit that kind of luxury brand. They might even be a little romantic as well, kind of that intriguing. So the trusted narrator, the approachable expert, or that international guide. And does your brand, which one of those kind of resonate best? It might be a starter. And then you can decide things like based upon that, again, demographic, do we want a male or a female voice that aligns with the people that we're trying to reach? But I would first focus on the role and the style um, using those vocal archetypes to at least get you that one step further. And how do you know which one fits? So like I was listening and, and I'm like, okay, we picked kind of the first kind of authoritative kind of voiceover. And I, I've used that a lot, but maybe it's not as approachable. So how do you know in those three archetypes which way to go? It's really tough because voice is so subjective and you can play it. The best thing is probably to those people on the creative team get a number of auditions of people reading that script, kind of 10 to 30 seconds. And your ear is so sensitive. Just like Scott, how you mentioned like, oh man, right in the first few seconds, I can tell if I don't like this. Um, just like if you're scrolling through an Instagram feed or a Pinterest feed, right away, an image appeals to you or not. Same thing with voiceover. You know within seconds whether that voice is going to appeal to you. Now, you aren't your own customer, but you're maybe a steward of the brand and you're trying to relay a certain message that would resonate with your customer. So I do think it comes down to some judgment and some choices, but hopefully as a group, there can be some agreements on, yes, this voice is a good representative of our brand. And as you take some maybe brand attributes, as you look, okay, I'm, I'm more of a authoritative power brand, then that's number one, or, hey, we're really, maybe you're in the you know health and wellness space and you're much more sensitive to humans' needs and you're, you're more of a caretaker. And so obviously you go a different approach there. Um, or you're maybe more of like a rambunctious, young and fun kind of brand. And so the authoritative or the more sensitive voiceover doesn't work. And you kind of want to be like the fun person kind of vibe. Yeah, exactly. Think of like an apparel brand or something. Oh, yeah. And so because as I mentioned off the top, most people lack this lexicon of even where to start. When you would go to post a job on voices of like, hey, I'm looking for a voice talent. We actually call them, it's kind of a character development. You can pick from one of the five most popular presets. I'd kind of describe three of them here. Or you can customize. And you can just see this list of about 100 different roles. Newscaster, 
soccer mom, you know, busy corporate executive, school teacher roles, and then the styles. And that's important because it's the artistic direction that the talent is going to interpret and then give you the audition back. Could range from trustworthy and friendly to sarcastic, which just is going to have a different persona. So all of this ties back to what do you want to sound like and what is going to resonate best with your listeners. And how about any other maybe sound effects other than voice, Is whether that's mnemonic devices or the music that you pick or... I know throughout my career, I've been a big fan of licensing music for different spots or brand spots, or even recreating popular music from artists that's, that's a little different. So any thoughts on other pieces of audio for, yeah. for brands? Well, this, a sonic brand or an audio brand is the unique soundscape that drives home the tone and personality of your brand. So it's, you're right. It's the collection of music sound effects, the voice that actually communicates all that. So it's, it's all of those things. The particular often three or five note musical jingle is, can be referred to as like a sonic logo or an audio logo. We have one of those at voices.com that we just tag it on the end of every YouTube video. We also have that at the beginning of our phone system when you call in. I know when I got that idea actually from American Express as a customer, every time I call in, it actually gives me reassurance that I dialed the right number. And I hear those few uh, few chimes at the beginning. So it's very memorable for me. I think there's other obvious ones of like, hey, you know, as soon as you uh, boot up Netflix, it has the chime that goes with the N, uh, animated N as it's going. So you kind of are, it's almost like prepping you for what's coming next or leaves that lasting impression. Most of them range between three and six musical notes. It's not a whole jingle. It's not 15 seconds or 30 seconds. It's just a few notes that kind of prompt people to get into the right frame set or mindset for work or tasks or entertainment they're going to do. Or it's a memory that's kind of lasting afterwards. But the audio brand is really, as you said, composed from that music, voice, sound effects, the sonic logo, and it could be featured in commercials, other ads at the end of videos on an, you know, when you launch an app, you know, be it on TV or on your phones, kind of all of the above. I love the, what you said, a sonic logo. I have not heard that before. I'm definitely going to be using that. Okay, here's the deal, David. I think we're going to wrap up our first episode here, but we're going to bring you right back. Big thanks to David Cicerelli, co-founder and CEO of Voices.com. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Dave and I are going to discuss is audio an underutilized brand channel. If you can't wait till next episode and you want to learn more about David, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can contact him on Twitter. It's uh, David uh, Cicerelli. That's C-I-C-C-A-R-E-L-L-I. Or you just go to voices.com. Just one more show note I want to tell you about. If you didn't have the chance to take notes, uh, of course, we'll have it all on the rebrandpod.com. So everything you need, we're parking there. We haven't pushed our social channels really that heavily. So just go to rebrandpod.com. You got LinkedIn notes, show notes, past episodes. If you're looking for some social media uh, content all around marketing, I'm producing content myself. It's just at Scott Harkey on Instagram, LinkedIn, all the fun channels there. We do have a rebrand pod. So we're building up audience. We haven't started pushing a ton out there yet, but we will. But the main thing is if, if you like what you're hearing, if you're learning how to be a better marketer every day, which I've been in the business 20 years and just doing these podcasts, I know I'm learning. So I know we're at least 
providing some value. And I know our show audience is growing and people are listening uh, to large portions of the podcast. So if you like it, subscribe. We're close to that 5,000 number of of subscribed marketers, which is awesome. But uh, just remember, that's it for today. But until next time, never too late to rebuild, reboot, or rebrand. 